Shalom everybody, we're continuing with where we left off in the Likut HaLachot, Evan Ezer, the laws of matrimony, Hachot Ishut, Halachadalet, discourse number 4, paragraph number 12, we're approximately halfway into this paragraph, like we said last time, Rav Nosen is on a roll in trying to show us the number 50 as it appears in several areas in the Torah, and as has been brought until now in the 50 shkalim value, Torah value of the ketubah, the marriage contract binding the man and the woman for that purpose that it does. Plus he went into truma, which is also 150th. Rav Nassim now goes into the actual making and functioning and formation of the mishkan, the tabernacle in the desert. So he says like this, V'zebechinat, this is the idea also of the 50 golden hooks and pegs these 50 golden uh, clasps hooks and, 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 and pegs would join together what was called the, the inner the inner uh, yeriot, uh, if you want to say, pieces of the skin of the animals that were over the Holy of Holies to the ones that were called outside, external. External being the, the actual courtyard of the, of the tabernacle. You have what was the Holy of Holies, where was, that's where the Arona Kohen would go in once a year on Yom Kippur. That's where the, the, the Holy Ark was, as opposed to outside of that, where was the the, 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 the the altar, the Mizbeach, and that's where all the working of the sacrifices was done. And there's different levels in, in levels of holiness. Holy of Holies being the top. So Nelson points out that the dividing point is marked by these 50 krasim, these 50 hooks and pegs which would join the, the yiriot, the, the, the panels made of the skin of the, of the, of the, of the, of the animals. To the to the, the were over the holy of holies to that which was outside, and Rav Nosen's pointing out it's not by chance. This is also coming to reflect the point that we want to bring down of the idea of the fiftieth, fifty levels climaxing in the fiftieth gate as the interface between the infinite light and us, and how we have to pass through. If you want to call it fifty levels of filters, in order to bring it down to us. This is discussed, by the way, the Yeriot, the actual pieces of the, of the skin that were connected over the Holy Holies, is in Shemot chapter 26, verse 6. Parashat Truma. Ki ikah hasagat hatisha hechalin hanizkarim le'el haya bebet kodshe kodashim shesham nechnas hakohen hagadol lifnai velifnim biyom hakipurim. Because Rav Nosen says, the main experience of a human of a person in this world of perceiving the nine chambers was in the Holy of Holies. That, that was the purpose of the Holy of Holies was to give an experience while physical for mankind as a whole to have a once a year experience for somebody being that the high priest who was the representative of the whole Jewish nation that he was able to perceive in a specific format of course the nine chambers 
that was that took place in the Holy of Holies because that's where the, the high priest would enter, which is called Lifnaiv Lifnaim, in the inner inner section, which is the Holy of Holies. What what day on Yom Kippur? Just explain just how how the tabernacle was set up. You have the outer courtyard, and then you have you have the, we have the two sections of the Kodesh and Kodesh Kodeshim. Kodesh is a place where the menorah was, the the golden altar for the Torah, the incense, okay, the the showbread, the lechem apanim, the table that had the twelve loaves of bread, and then there was a parochet, another uh, a, a, a vilon, another drape, a heavy drape called the parochet, which separated it to another room, which is forbidden for anybody to go in, only once a year, the kohen gadol, with certain conditions on on Yom Kippur. In, in certain ways that he had to come with the ketoret, etc. Only then was allowed in that room once a year, okay? So it happened that the way that the, the Yeriot were set up are covering the tabernacle, it wasn't exactly half-half. It was pushed so that the, the 50 hooks connecting the two sections of the Yeriot would be lined up exactly exactly where the Holy of Holies begins to show that there's a separation, okay? So if Nosen wants to, go, to explain to us what took place in the Holy of Holies, this is where the nine chambers were experienced in this world. Where? When? By the Yom, by, on Yom Kippur, by the Kohen Gadol, the High Priest. Rav Nosen is using the wording that we say in the Yom Kippur prayer, in the liturgy, it was there in the Holy of Holies that the High Priest, the Kohen Gadol, would enter. This is the wording from the from the prayer services and also from the Torah. He would enter the place that he would enter, and he would rise up to the place that he would rise up, in a total nullification to the infinite light. And this it was what we call the perceiving of the nine chambers, as mentioned above. That our, the high priest merited to perceive these nine chambers on the tenth day of Tishrei, Shehu Yom Kippurim, Acharei Asher Kvar Nitkadeshu Yisrael Vezachu Litshuva B'Tishah Yamim Hakodmim B'Merosh Hashana Ad Yom Kippurim. That the tenth day being the day of Yom Kippur. Which, which took place after the Jewish people as a whole would sanctify themselves and merit to tshuva in the, it's called the 10 days of tshuva culminating in the 10th day, Yom Kippur, meaning there's 9 days preceding the actual 10th day, even though the 10th day is technically one of the 10 days of tshuva, but it's a culmination leading up to after the 9 pre- preceding days, on the 10th day, that's when the Kohen Gadol enters the Holy of Holies, and Rav Nosen is showing the connection between the 9 days, starting from Rosh Hashanah, the first day of Rosh Hashanah, to the 9 chambers, saying that these 9 days enabled, allowed the Kohen Gadol, who again is representing the Jewish people as a whole, to experience the nine chambers of the, in, in the Holy of Holies due to the nine days of preparation from Rosh Hashanah until Yom Kippur being the tenth day. Okay? So again, that the Jews merited to tshuva on the nine days preceding from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. That they correspond to these nine chambers that we just mentioned, that the high priest merits to them going into the inner inner section of the Holy Temple. It's called Difnei Vilifnei. On the tenth day, which is Yom Kippur. 
מחברים יריעות החיצוניות עם יריעות הפנימיות. Thus, Rav Nosan explains, this is why there were 50 hooks which were joining the external yeriot, the sheets of the skin of the, of the animals, with the inner yeriot which were over the Holy of Holies. There were 50 specifically. Why 50? Ki lahamshich or harishimu mayeriot hapnimiot she'al gag beit kodshe kodashim she'sham ikar bitul ela or ensof because in order to draw the light from the impression left do through the yeriot hapnimiot the inner sections of the pieces of the of the leather making the covering over the whole that was over the roof of the holy of holies of no sense making it sound like the holiness goes to the whole jewish people from the holy of holies by going upwards and 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 influencing shining onto the Yeriyot HaPnimiyot, the upper, the, the section of the leathers joined, which were covering the Holy of Holies, but then to go to the rest of the, the world, it had to pass through the 50 clasps, clasps the hooks, into the Yeriyot Chitzoniyot, the outer Yeriyot over there on the other side, okay? So for Nosan's making sound, it has to go up to the roof, and then to pass through the other side. That's why there was a division of the Yeriyot with 50 hooks. Instead of Hashem ordering us in the Torah, to make all the Yerod connected just together. No, he required there to be hooks separating. He could have done it, he could have had it all, all were sewn together. Why this thing of making 50 clasps, 50 hooks, with two sections of sewn together Yerod? Why do you need the clasps there together? Ah, the clasps serve as a division. A division point of what's necessary, prerequisite that's needed to pass on the light which is being received from the Yeriot, which are over the Holy of Holies, to passing on to the outer Yeriot, which are not over the Holy of Holies, over the Hechal, the Azara, the other sections of the Tabernacle, going to the rest of the Jewish world, the rest, the rest of the world, and had to pass through these 50 clasps. So Rav Nosson is explaining amazingly how the holiness and the light of the infinite light is transmitted, the light of, of the infinite light of the nine chambers is transmitted. Amazing, okay? One more time. ועל כן, היו חמישים כרסים מחברים יריעות החיסיונות עם יריעות הפנימיות. That's why there were 50. כי להמשיך אור ושימו מיריעות הפנימיות שעל גג בית קודשי קודשים, ששם עיקר ביטול לא אינסוף, because in order to draw the light from the impression left, because again, you can't perceive it directly. There has to be an impression, and from the impression you receive the light. From the יריעות that were covering the internal level, the internal year covering the Holy of Holies, which were on the roof of the, of the housing of the Holy of Holies, that that's where the main nullification to the infinite light takes place, which the Kohen Gadol experienced on Yom Kippur, in order to, to experience the Rishimu even, just impression, Tzarich le'elech ve'lavor derech chamishim sharim. Like we said by the example of the Truma, it has to pass through, and by the Ketubah also, the 50 shekels of the Ketubah, It has to pass through 50 gates. That's the, that's the interface between us and the infinite light, is these 50, 50 gates. Shehem bechinat chamishim that they correspond to the 50 gates of understanding, right? Shkikinegid zeh, hem bechinat chamishim krasim amechabim yachad shnei hayeriot anan. But corresponding to all of these is 50 gates, the 50 gates of understanding, Bina. Because Bina, by the way, in the Kabbalah, is the filter 
for the infinite light. In other words, infinite light starts up way above in the Keter, from the Keter goes down to the Chokhmah, and then Chokhmah goes down to Bina. So Bina is considered the point of interface. That's where the transmission, the transition and transmission of the infinite light, the, rish, the Rishimu, the pressure of the infinite light begins to take place. This is in the Kabbalah, of course. So what Hassan says, these correspond to the, the, that correspond to them are the 50 hooks and pegs which would join together the two sections of the Yeriot as mentioned above and explains it in more fuller detail watch this, it's amazing amazing because a person in life he needs many connections many tying himself many times to connect and attach himself and unite himself to the light of the Rishimu, the light of the impression until it becomes impressioned in a person's mind it doesn't happen in one shot a person is going to need to do a lot of types of devotions types of connections, connecting devotions in order that finally the Rishimu, the impression of the infinite light should sink in and be marked on the person. That's why a person has to do a lot. He's going to give you some examples. Watch. He says that's why they're called hooks that would join. What's the idea of joining the Yeriot with hooks, which mechaber mekasher, which you wouldn't have this term if it was like sewn together. If they were sewn together with like a machat by needle and thread, so you don't have that kesher. It's more noticeable with the, with, the, with the image of a hook and a peg, one side having the pegs, the other one's having the hooks, and then when you connect the hooks to the pegs, I see more clearly the concept of a kesher, of a, of a, jo- of a joining, of a joining and uniting. That's the point of the 50 golden krasim, is in order to give us this message, Rav Nosan is saying, this is what joins the external, Yeriot, corresponding to our experience, to the Rishimo, the impression of the light of the Holy of Holies, which is the infinite light, through the nine chambers, which was the, connecting to the Yeriot, represented in the Yeriot, which were above the Holy of Holies. So again, Rav Nosan is saying, that you, we, why 50? Because you need a lot, he's saying. You need several... Like the number 50 connotes like all 50 gates. You're going to need access to all 50 levels in order that finally the impression of the infinite light should sink in. That's why the number 50. You have to go through all 50 gates, he says. That's the idea. Meaning, representing, it's a lot of work. You have to do a lot of joining again and again, okay? Until finally the impression is left in the, ma- in the mind so that it, the person can stay, the my person's mind can stay attached and connected in the, the man, obviously, that he can always, for the purpose, that he can always remind himself in Hashem. Because the goal of the infinite light, the goal of experiencing the infinite light, that you should be able to walk around connected to God. That's the idea. We said this in the beginning, beginning of this class, also the beginning of this lesson, the Kutim Ram Lesson 24, that this discourse is based on, that the whole purpose why Hashem created the world is that should, man should recognize Him and be connected with Him and, and make Hashem's presence known in the world. But it's two opposites. Hashem is infinite, infinite light, and the world is very finite and dark. So it's two opposites. How could you connect God in such a physical existence? So he's saying this is done by the Rishimu, the impression. Exposing a person to the infinite light, taking away the exposure, leaving him a Rishimu, an impression, but a lasting impression that is so strong, 
that a person can walk with that impression always. That's the goal. Okay? That a person can always remember Zabur Hashem. And Rabbi Nosin jumps to another example to express this idea. And as is brought in the beginning of the book called the Tikkun Zohar, page 3, 3a, Bishma Yisrael, it says there, when the Jews say every morning, Shema Yisrael in the morning, Karin Levichule, when the Jews recite the Kriyat Shema, at that point when the Jews say Kriyat Shema, after reading, after already putting on the Talit and filling, look what he says here. At that point, when the Jews finally reached saying Kretschma in the morning, every morning, at that point, the Jews become connected to Hashem in several connections. What are the several connections? The tzitzit, utfilin, v'chuleh, that you already connected yourself to the knots and tying of the talit. You're putting on a talit that has many ksharim. We call the tying of the knots on the talit, kesher, right? The four corners of the tzitzit of the talit are done through ksharim, knots, knots, and knots, and knots, all several many knots there, okay? So there's knots in the tzitzit, and then when tying on the tefillin, you tie the kesher, there's the kesher of the tefillin on the, on the arm, where the, where, the, where, the, where the muscle is, where the, the, the upper arm facing the level of the heart, there's the kesher there, Okay, there's the kesha of the yud already that's already built in in the tefillin. There's the kesha on the hand when you're tying the ksharim of the, of the straps of the tefillin. There's put on the tefillin on the head. There's the kesha at the back of the nape, in the behind the, above the nape, on the back of the head. We have the kesha of the dalit. All these ksharim. And then, there's, the Zohar, Tikkun Zohar says, also of Kretschma, you become connected. Kashrin become a kashrin de tzitzitulim. Ayen sham. Rav Nosen says, see there very carefully. Because he says this is connected to what we're saying here. This is like we mentioned above. His point is that a Jew needs to make a lot of knots, a lot of connecting through knots, spiritual knots. In other words, by putting on the tzitzit, it's signifying you're connecting yourself to the mitzvah tzitzit, which has in it, in its makeup, there's many knots. You're connecting yourself to Hashem, through the tefillin, to the mitzvah tefillin, to Hashem, and the tefillin itself has many knots in its makeup. And when you put it on, also there's more knots, right? And then finally, by saying Kriyat Shema, the Jews, and what happens at Kriyat Shema? Kriyat Shema is when you're saying the unification. At a time of Kriyat Shema, ideally, a Jew has to reach a point of bitul, self-nullification. We're saying, Hero Israel, Hashem, who is our Lord, Hashem is one. In other words, in all the different facets of our life, we recognize the unity of Hashem. That's finding the infinite light, the oneness of Hashem's infinite light in everything. That's the proclamation of the Shema. And the Tikkun Ezra says there, this is happening after so many knots have been done by a Jew in the morning already. You're getting the tzitzit and tefillin on before saying the Shema in the morning, right? So all these knots, he says, represent the 50... Not, they say the same word, kesher, but here it's not a knot. The kreksharim of the krasim, the hooks and pegs of the yeriot in the tabernacle, are like the several joinings that a Jew does, knots that a Jew does every day to try to connect and, and, and become one with Hashem and then have an impression from that leftover. Rav Nosen is telling us, Ayen Sham, see there. When he says it, he means it. Uh, ideally, we should stop and open up the Tikkun Zohar to look in there. That should be the ideal stage. Maybe we'll do that in the next class. But he means it when he says, this is what has to, has to be done. He says, look there. And, under, and he also adds the words, Haven Etev. <laughs> understand this well, because there's more details which you can express here clearly, which you'll understand better when you see the source in the Tikkun Zohar. So it's worth looking at Tikkun Zohar page 3a to get a better picture of this idea.